Welcome to Nerdities. Bitches. No topic too absurd, no statement too asinine. We are Nerdy Jersey's finest, that's right. You're listening to Nerdities, and you should know that because you push the fucking button. I'm Mike. He's... Justin, what if they didn't press the button and a podcast ended that they were listening to, but they were too busy to, like, touch their phones, and this was just the one that played next? Does that happen? Does he just randomly yes. do stuff? Yeah, mine never really ra- it's like something you've listened to before, maybe. Well, yeah, I mean, they downloaded it, of course, but, like, okay. they could be listening to, like, you know, I don't know, fucking Baking with Susan, and this could be up in their queue somewhere, and, you know, Apple Podcasts is just like, hey, I'm going to randomly play one of the things on your list. It happens to me all the time. Technically accurate. I'll never use that statement again. Uh, okay, who was the third person I was about to mention? Where's he at? Kyle. There it is. And the last person you're getting tonight, because there's only four of us. Ben. There we are. No Joe for yo. So, I just got back from Tennessee. <laughs> and let me tell you, if I didn't have family there... There would be none reasons for me to visit that state. I don't know if it's always dreary or if I just bring <laughs> it to town. This, I, I was just watching Mad Max Fury Road last night, and there's a segment where there's like a bog, and there's those people walking on stilts for like 20, 30 seconds. That's what Tennessee looks like to me. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it's not, because it's greener than that, but there's just something <laughs> oppressive about being down there. It's a nice visit, though. Good being, good seeing my mom and my stepdad and my sisters and my niece. Uh, three specific stories to get into real quick for me being down there. One's frustrating, one's funny, and one's scary. No shit. Uh, let's get the frustrating one out of the way. If you've listened to uh, my family stories in the past... You've heard me take this trip before. My sister Stacy is still my sister Stacy. She's autistic, fairly high functioning. You know, she'll never take care of herself, never have a job, but she can wipe her own ass. Let's just say that much. Uh, the problem is, though, she'll get stuck in her, stuck, shit stuck in her head and has to keep talking about it to the, you know, torment of everyone around her. The big one this year or for the beginning of the year was she was making plans to go over to my aunt's house on February 9th through Valentine's Day. We went to lunch with my aunt. She's like, all right, cool. Yeah, that'd be nice. And within the hour, changed her mind. She didn't want to do that. She just wanted to stay home and kept bringing up that that's all she wanted to do all day long. To the point where it pissed my mom off so much, the dog almost bit her foot. The dog started freaking out at her. Like, fucking, if the dog could talk, it would have said, fucking cut it out. <laughs> Enough. I know. I get it. So, yeah. It's not, and it started out great, too. She was totally chill. But, OCD is a hell of a thing. Yeah. Preach. Uh, the, the funny, and it's not funny for everybody, but when all was said and done, it was pretty funny. Uh, my mom's dog that almost took <laughs> my sister's foot off. Chewy. <laughs> Used to be a massive asshole. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What? Chewy. Chewy. The dog that yeah. almost bit someone's name was Chewy. Yes. 
Okay. Yeah, it, it's it's a mouthy dog in many ways. Like it it leaves with the teeth. But it used to be worse. It used to like not want to let go. <laughs> now it's just exploratory biting unless it gets pissed off. Uh, <laughs> or unless, you know, it's something good to eat. So we were going to... What kind of dog is it? Uh, it's a... What is it? It's a Yorkie. Pretty good size Yorkie, not like a teacup. I thought it was going to be a teacup, but it's like, like at least yay long. Yay tall. Like two and a half by one. Uh, we're going to the, the only decent pizza place in the area, Sky Tony's. And they became good friends with my mom and my uh, stepdad because, you know, if there's good pizza to be had, they got to know that person. It, it's Tennessee. There's nothing down there. So they made him, a, you know, a, it was his birthday. They made him like a, a birthday cookie, an oversized cookie. Nice. My sister, like, uh, put like icing all around it and stuff. It was great. And let, left it sit on the counter. And so I left it down and sit on the table, which had easy access from a chair, which we weren't paying attention. Chewie hopped up on the chair, stuck his nose in, and ate part of the icing. Okay. Didn't get down to the cookie. So, were we bad for wiping off all the icing, putting more on there, and giving it to him as a gift? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to answer this two ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, as a professional baker. Uh, yeah, probably not a great idea. However, 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 as a father who's dealt with similar situations for children, yeah, just wipe that shit off and put the new stuff on top. Mm-hmm. It's an easy enough fix. Uh, so that night, just Friday, on the way back from Tony's Pizzeria, uh, on the way back? Or, no, it was on the way there, on the way to the Pizzeria. We're driving along one of these rural roads that's apparently their major highway, but it really felt like a back road. So much so that, like, there's no fucking lights anywhere. The only lights are the businesses. And maybe that's why it was hard to see from the little bit of light that was around that area. Or it was because it was the only light, it was fucking blinding. But this guy pulled out in front of us, and we almost T-boned him. Almost got T-boned by him. That's good. Oh. Yeah. One of those, holy shit... Six of us in the car, too, and we all got tossed around. <laughs> Shit. Good thing it was the winter, and we all had heavy jackets on. That helped with the cushioning. But yeah, life flashing before your eyes kind of shit. Fuck. So that was scary. Frustrating, funny, scary. That was my week. That and a lot of TV watching. Watched Frasier. Started to get into The the Good Doctor. I might finish that again. I might finish that, I should say. It's a good show. And a lot of nothing. So... Pretty perfect vacation. Anybody else have anything to spat off on? Um, uh, no, not really. No? Yeah, I'm boring. Okay, we can just jump right into the show then. Yeah. You're welcome for me dominating it. Uh, I got no recipes. We got casting, that's right. You said casting. You had casting. casting before the show, Justin. Cast away. Julia Garner has been cast in the upcoming reboot of The Wolfman. Another movie, or are they doing a show? I believe it's another movie. 
It's only been like ooh, fifteen years. Yeah. Since that Del Toro one. Any details on what they're going to be doing? Like, if it's a straight remake, modern remake, I doubt they're going to do the old school one. Since I'm no gonna, I'm gonna assume that. since they're skewing a bit on the younger side here for this cast, that it's probably going to be a more modern take. At least, hopefully, I don't want to see the same exact movie that they've remade thirty times again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when it all comes down to it, it's the same fucking movie. With yeah, just it's right, but you know what I mean. Like, skin. change, change the clothes on it a little bit. Yeah. Carrie Ann Moss. I don't, I don't remember if we talked about her being in the Star Wars: The Acolyte. I feel like that came up, but that was one of those shows where, when the casting happened, it all happened at once. Right. So there were people in there where I was like, "Uh, okay, yeah, that that cool. What, oh, this one. Oh, yeah." Because like I keep I kept forgetting that Manny Jacinto from The Good Place is in it, and I really can't wait to see him play some kind of Star Wars character. And it's like three times I've seen that announced, and three times I'm like, oh, oh yeah, shit, that's right, he's in it. So Carrie Ann Moss, you know, could be the exact same thing. Yeah, I just, I couldn't remember, I guess, being that it was a similar, you know, it's that situation where it was like, they dumped the cast and the announcement, and then things happened, so it was stopped for a while. And now they're like, hey, guess what, Carrie Ann Moss makes her debut in Star Wars this year. And it's like, oh, fuck. Well, that's cool. What's this movie about? It's a show. What's it about? We don't know yet. Uh, I'm pulling sure. it up. Star Wars series that takes viewers into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic era. So, there you go. That's, a, that's a cool part. It's yeah. well before the... Skywalker. Well, you say it's well before the Skywalker saga? Because the High Republic was thousands of years before that. I'd say, yes, pretty far before. Yeah. There was the Republic that fell, yeah. The High Republic was what some of those new Marvel series were doing for a while. Uh, a really elegant time. Some of those characters popped up in the Jedi Survivor game. Yeah. Things looked very who's different. The, who's running the show here? Oh, let's see. Director Leslie Leland and uh, Alex Garcia Lopez don't know them for much. The men or women? Obvious names. By gender names, there. Does it matter? You fucking. No, pig. It's like the, I like to visualize. Fucking. Because Leslie with the man's name, he's probably fucking pimp. Ooh, Juno Sumatoa is going to be in it. And you probably don't know who he is, but he's the dude who took over for Chewbacca for a while. So he could be playing another Wookiee or any other character that demands a seven-foot human. The last bit of casting I have is America Ferrara was cast in What If Season 3. Okay, I saw something about this, but they didn't say what her character they is, They did right? not. They're like, gonna have to wait till season three to find out, kids. I said, oh, it. Fuck you. I like that they're kind of icing out the media. Yeah, it's nice to be surprised by things. Yeah. Like, I like knowing, but I hate knowing, because then I'm just like, oh. <laughs> That's because you hate everything. 
So once you no. find out specific yeah. details about stuff, you're just like, oh, I already fucking hate it. You didn't watch it. You didn't watch a trailer. You didn't, you're just like, oh, this, too, yeah. this information that they gave me that's kind of vague. I already formed an opinion. Fuck this. Yeah, you do shit talk announcements. Yeah, you do. As an American from America, there we go. I am protected by the First Amendment. Carlos, you backing me up. Carlos nodding his head in agreement. I'm protected by the First Amendment of the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. <laughs> well, here's a phrase I'm trying to make popular. Just because you have the right to do something doesn't mean it's right to do that thing. Yeah, like ordering SEAL Team 6 to kill someone just because you're the president. Well, I would say it all depends on your scope. Now, did Alan Parrish deserve to get beat up? Some people would say no. Wow, going back to this one. Some people might say no. Piece of shit do. Stop rich shaming Alan Parrish. Did they seem like nice people? They were feral. They were not the victims there. Young, Weasley Alan Parrish was. Weasley Adam Parrish, mm-hmm. that fucker. You saw Dude, his you, dad. You hate him. You hate him because he's got money. That's it. No, I don't hate him because he's got money. I hate him because he ruined David Allen Greer's shoe. I think David Allen Greer might have went back in time and he goes, hey, he's trying to fuck your girlfriend. <laughs> and you were there, Timmy. Timmy, Tommy, Johnny, Tommy, and, and Tank. <laughs> he's talking about all your moms. Go beat his ass. And then he went back to the future. <laughs> He's the, he, he invented Jumanji when he went back in time. You can't just be happy with the ending reality where everything worked out. You got to focus on the fact that everything they all worked a out. Life what a happy that's, end! That's another thing we said. So, Alan and Sarah, two lunatics, lived out their lives, befriended uh, the two Kate's parents, and invited them to a Christmas party. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was yes. that was the thing that always got me. Like, how come when they finish the game X amount of years later, does the game restart their life? Yeah. Well, the only expl- explanation there is it uh, it puts you back where you were when it took you in. And if to do that, it would have to set everything back. But normal. wouldn't the kids then know about the game too, even if it brings time would back they? to a time before they existed? Like, would they? That, that's, that's, what, that's where it gets confused. That's why I'm heavy on the the game being a jinn because if that was the case, then it played out a wish, and when the wish, maybe. What if they have dual memories that only wake up when they see the parishes? Maybe. And then they go insane, and their parents have to lock them up because they can't stop talking about these lives they live. They're like Narnia kids. Yeah, yeah. You know how you know how fucking angry I get about the Narnia shit. That kind of makes sense-ish. I don't. Fuck Wait, what Narnia it's shit? Magic. It's all magic. All right. So you know how in the line, The Witch in the Wardrobe, they live out a majority of their life in Narnia. They have full lives. They like, they, like he full gets fucking lives. 50s. Yeah. Yeah, he's like yeah. And then they fall back through the fucking wardrobe and in reality they're back to being like only a few minutes older than when they fucking left or a few hours older than when they left. Okay. And then in the future tellings of the stories when they return to Narnia, 
their existence happened, but they return at the age that they are going into the fucking wardrobe. And, like, no one fucking questions any of it. It's a magical place. They all know magic. Like, they have talking animals. Listen, it ain't Tahiti, motherfucker. No, it's more magical. It's even more. It's less torturous. It's, they, they all know there's some kind of wacky magic going on. It, it bothers me so much. Talking lion. God. God is a lion that talks. Hey. You just gotta explain away. I, I've actually never seen that movie. It never interested me. They're okay. What? You'd, you'd yeah. absolutely be disgusted with them. Yeah, you'd hate them. Well, you'd, you'd fucking hate them. Hate them. I like to hate watch things. Then, then I suggest you watch them. What recently that I hate watched? Jumanji. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You understand? He lived his whole life. Twenty six years later, they weren't even a thought in their parents' brain. He goes, "I'm gonna be their father. Bro, you will hate the fucking Narnia movies. You know what? Hate you know, them. he'll hate everyone but Edmund. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> right? Is, Am I right? No, you're right. Edmund's one hundred percent right. Yeah, Edmund doesn't <laughs> spend a lot of time with his siblings in the first movie. Nice ways to just go bangs butterflies. You know, like you, you, you got to an older chick. Just, just watch it. Just watch it. Yeah. I mean, you got the Disney Plus. I mean, hey, I would say hey, if watch it hard. you know what, I would say if John wasn't his brother. He would like Peter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> Edmund is known as Peter's little brother. Yeah. Yeah. It's Peter the Magnificent and Edmund the... Yeah, he's cool. <laughs> that's why... It's Edmund the Just, right? Edmund the Just. That's why... That's the reason that he'll love Edmund the most. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, he's cool. turns out I'm, I'm the middle child now. I'm the, the bastard middle child. So is You're there a you're the, you're the really. She's. she's by the, I can say it by the end. At first, you can't say this. By like the second movie, she's fucking hot. Yeah. She's a cute young woman in the first movie. She's fucking hot in the second. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, she's adorable. I can't yeah. tussle her hair. Can't fucking handle. You little rascal. Oh, so. you 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 don't get any weapons, do you? You got a little knife. You little pokey knife, don't you? Oh, you're the Skip. healer. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> healer. <laughs> uh, no trailers what this week. What are we week. talking about? <laughs> casting? No. Uh, we, we just ended casting. And okay. No trailers. No trailers this no week. Trailers. Uh, I got a quick review. I watched the Doctor Who Christmas special. Oh, yeah. I haven't gotten to it yet. Church on Ruby Street. Uh, it's interesting that the uh, all the elements are essentially the same of the story type, but the way he's playing the character... Some stuff is similar, like, you know, every doctor's got to be, have, like, a lust for life kind of thing. Yeah. But partway through the series, each <laughs> each season, you should say, they get to the point where they're like, oh, I've seen too much. Oh, I've been through too much. This guy doesn't seem like he's going to be like that. He's... It's refreshing. Yeah. He's he's dancing in a tank top and a kilt at one point. Nice. He's just fucking doing it. And there's something cool about goblins showing up. In a Doctor Who episode, they, they they do some crazy stuff. At first, it just looks like a D and D episode, where it's going to be them fighting goblins. Yeah, and then it kind of switches up halfway through, and the timey wimey gets involved. Well, that's good. That song is fucking brutal, though. Yeah, it's it's bordello weird. Yeah, I was pretty damn happy with it. 
I've watched some stuff. I, I watched everything everywhere all at once. I'm you, cutting you. You did? Uh, how much did you hate it? How much did you understand? I didn't hate it. Really? I watched it in two parts. Uh, it was good. It, I don't understand why it won awards other than the story. <laughs> like, the story was really good. But, like, I wasn't blown away by anyone's acting for anyone to go. Dude, you didn't really think that not. Data did a good job switching between the two characters? No, he totally did. Yeah, that was award-winning. But like, what I say, he's like Daniel Day-Lewis? No. But then no, again... people could stand working with him. <laughs> yeah, even grumpy-ass Harrison Ford. That's saying something. Uh, yeah, well, I'm saying if that's the bar we set on behest of the Academy, or it was an Academy Award? Yeah, yeah. straight up Oscar. A couple of them. Well, you know, I think the story was great. I because I get it because it's all trippy and <laughs> what have you, and I liked it. However, no words. And I also saw Jumanji. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Jumanji thirty years later. All right. Uh, I have one episode left of the live action Yu Yu Hakusho on Netflix. Me too. They, they cram, like, yeah. 80 episodes of the fucking anime into six episodes right. of, of, of the fucking show. There's, a, there's, there is just arcs that were skipped, but it kind of makes it a better story. Yeah. Like, I don't hate it, because you just can't have a tournament for every season. No. Um... Anime suffers a lot from filler episodes, and it drives me crazy. And a good way to explain how this works between the anime and the live-action show is there's an anime called Full Metal Alchemist that came out in the 90s, and uh, late 90s, early 2000s. And then a few years later, they realized that that show was entirely too long, so they redid it with Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. And it told an abridged version of the original anime and it's so much better because it's just like to the point of the main beats of the story with nods to some of the other shit that happens on on in the other one this is like that and it benefits so much from it at first i didn't think i was going to like like when you saw the pictures of everyone Kuwabara and Karama both are like off-putting when you look at them just in a solid still shot but they work in the show really well yeah. like Karama I, I looked at him the same way I was like what, what's this guy is he handsome is he pretty get out of my face yeah and then you know the, the show starts and within like five minutes you're like of course that's why I love him yeah because you don't like Kuwabara right away you're not supposed to no they do a lot of really cool stuff. The CG's not bad for uh, a Netflix international show. No. Pretty solid. Do they not get the budgets? No, no, I, I'm sure they got a budget. Um, I think it's just simple. Yeah. Nothing, nothing is called for anything super crazy. 
the moments that they use the CGI in works well enough. Um, it still looks better than fucking Doomsday in, in BVS. That that's that's the the low bar, right? If any, that's the the fucking bottom of the trash heap. When anything looks like that or worse, it makes the work suffer. As long as it doesn't look like that, it's a win in my book. Yeah. So the show works because it looks nicer than Doomsday and BBS. We finished the last episode of The Fall of the House of Usher yesterday. So fucking good. Now, is that the show that's about Usher and his rise to fame? And <laughs> No. No. This is the show I've been talking about for a couple weeks now. Uh, Mike Flanagan's latest on Netflix. He He's one of those uh, guys that uses the same actors pretty much. He's got his little troop and then he adds more players along the way like mark hamill is a character in the show and hamill's ending it's f- so fucking good uh, i should get into his stuff more because he directed uh dr sleep and i love the hell out of that dude movie. i'm telling you I, all of his stuff's been really good uh, the haunting, yeah, haunting, right? haunting of Hill House was good. Haunting of Blind Manor was good because a lot of people were kind of shitty about that one because they were expecting it to be, I don't know, like a sequel to Hill House, but it was, it's it's its own story. It's a. I, I can like, speak on behalf of those people. They were expecting it to be good. But it, thank you. No, it was it was good. It was just different than what he did before. Now, it looked like that girl had a poop diaper on. Stop it. <laughs> and it was a sweet love story that they just sprinkled ghosts into, and the ghost story was more intriguing, but they had poop diaper lady. The, go- the ghost story is all part of the love story. It was good. Uh, yeah. Black Mass is fucked up. And House of Usher was by far the best thing he's done. I am a big Edgar Allan Poe fan, though, so, like, most people will enjoy it if you're, if you've been a Poe reader, you're gonna get giddy over the things they do with everything the man's written. I didn't know that the guy from Con Air was a real person. What? Edgar Poe. Nicholas Cage plays him on air. The two films I've watched over the last week, uh, we started the Equalizer movies. Has anybody watched any of these? Queen of the Queen of That's the show. That's the show, asshole. Oh, Denzel. It's mm-hmm. Denzel. Denzel is in the movies. Uh, like there's three now. There's three now. I have not watched. I have not watched any. You guys should. It's right up the fucking nerdy's alley. It's um. So it's very John Wick. If it was, let, let's just say that the Equalizer was put in the I don't know uh, greatest action movie <laughs> tournament. Yeah. How would it? How would it have done? Do you think? You think it would have won? Do I think under the pretense that John Wick was not allowed to win under any circumstances? Do or? I think if 
enough of us watched it to get it through with actual votes. Uh, it's still the same people uh, voting in the tournament, right? Yeah. Okay, no, it's probably not going to go anywhere. Just, like, really good action movies. Yeah, but, like, really good action movies didn't make it out of, like, first rounds. So, no, I, I have no faith in this group whatsoever when it comes to tournaments at all. But that's why I do them. Mm-hmm. So we do them, and then block movies that should win from being in it. That's yeah. why we do it. Yeah, listen. Kung Fu Hustle yeah, should have made what? it all the way, but it didn't because certain people yeah. are dicks. You know, like, why do the tournament if you're going to remove the thing that you know is going to win anyway? Yeah. Right? Like, what's the, Listen. Yeah. Like, what? Special mention goes to best action movie ever. Oh, <laughs> special mention! We should pat that one on the back. <laughs> but uh, really good. Equalizer stuff's real good. It looks interesting. I mean, I I'd watch the first two even if they're not good to see him and Dakota Fanning interact again in the third one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was funny because I've clearly seen the trailers for the third one because it's like only months old so we watched the first one and i'm like where's the chick she's like she's not in this one i was like oh okay were you thinking the first one i thought the i thought the third would have been a callback to the first but it's uh, Chloe Grace Moretz is the the girl he helps out in that one. Oh, she's in it. Oh, yeah, shit. she is. I enjoy everything she's in too. Yeah, yeah. I I am annoyed with myself. I've slept on I've slept on these completely. What's it on? Uh, first one's on Peacock. The second Peacock. one's on Hulu, and the third one is on Netflix. Okay, that pisses me off. Yeah, all listen, of that, what you said right there pisses me off. We've been waiting like two years to start this franchise because no one's had the first one and the stars finally aligned that you yeah. have all the streamers to make it happen yeah what, what is going on they're intentionally fucking with us now they're sure. splitting up series so that you have to buy like eventually you'll have to buy all of them if you want to watch certain things yeah they, it's an algorithm their algorithms talk to each other i know it all of it is to fuck you over enough to go back to cable so they shut down the streamers so everybody's back on cable again. And the only person, the only one standing there when all of it settles is Tubi, and they're like, ah, our shit works. This is some fucked up plan to have us all buy VHS again within the next 10 years. No, we got it now to where VHS is better than even 4K. <laughs> buy tapes again. Hipsters are all about it. Yeah, they're all about useless stuff. But, uh, yes, that is what I've watched. Okay. Is that all the reviews? Reviews? Yeah, I don't think Kyle watches anything. Um, no, no, I talked about Loki, right? When I finished Loki? Yeah. Didn't I talk about that already? Last week. Or, or did I just say that I finished it? No, we discussed it on the last episode. Oh. Uh, after watching that last episode, I also watched Quantumania. Okay. We did not talk about that, will you? Um, well, I watched Quantumania after I watched Loki, so that might have been a mistake. Um, I think that's the order of it. That's proper. I don't think so. I thought Loki like, just came out in October. 
No, season two had just come out. Yeah, I watched season okay. one when season one came out. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. Although, all things considered, it's not really that big of a deal. It is kind of weird that the post credit scene in Quantum Mania references stuff you've already seen before. Yeah. If you've watched season two. The, I think the other thing about Quantum Mania that was pretty weird to me was when they were, when, when Ant Man and the Wasp were in the core and they were doing, like, replicating itself, like he was supposed to be losing his mind. When they disappear, they start to turn into, like, the strands of spaghetti mm. in the same way that things did in Loki. Um, which I thought was... I, 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 guess, it's, I guess it's the same technology because it's Kang's technology. But... That was, it was pretty wild to know that the energy source of his core is basically the same technology that he used to power the whole TVA. It's like they actually coordinated some shit. Still didn't come out good. What, Quantumania? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not going to shit all over it. It wasn't the worst thing ever put out, but... All right. Yeah. Kyle. Huh? That ending... Which ending? The ending of the fucking movie, right? The the post the post credit scene. What oh, what's you're still your, stuck on this fucking? I'm he's, telling you, he's Scott did not make it out of there. You are reading way too deeply into nothing. Wait, hang on. Why do you say that? So, me and many of my fellow brethren on the interwebs. Believe that yeah. Scott support system. Scott was just in like a bit of a loop that Kang put him in. There's what? there's like things that happen in it that are really awkward, and the fact that there's a lot of purple and green on everyone. There's really not. There's only a couple people in purple and green. Still, purple and green's there. I do remember you guys talking about this when it happened, but I don't remember. I remember you guys talking about the purple and green on the people. You're saying when he comes back to the real world and they basically redo the thing that the, the sequence that happened at the beginning of the movie. Right. Okay. Yeah. So there's purple. Yeah, he goes through his life. He, he goes through like a day or two. I, and they kind of celebrate the, the fact I, that they survived. I think he's stuck in a in a fucking time loop. Yeah, because they would have made that fairly obvious. That would have been a great oh shit ending instead of him just going like ah no whatever. Yeah. Would they? Yeah, I think they would. Or they make it split so like. They can kind of pick and choose where they want to go. Mm, could be. But that's not how I'm reading it. They didn't really put anything. They didn't put enough subtle shit in there for me to read it like that. Much less overt shit. Maybe it's yeah, just because. Always better, anyways. Maybe, maybe, I'm Justin. Yeah. You know. Vin and I just look for this kind of stuff. You don't, man. Yeah. But even when you pointed it out and I was looking for it, I couldn't see it. It's because you don't want to believe, Mike. You don't want. 
We were done with that show. <laughs> All right, let's get into news then if all the reviews are done. Yeah, news time. Oh, my top story from this week. The Oasis might finally be happening. Kind of, sort of. The Readyverse is coming. Which is going to be a virtual online uh, studio IP. It's basically the Oasis. It's not just like, oh, someone took the idea to. Warner Brothers with Ernest Cline and a company called Futureverse are creating an open IP Web3 platform for pretty much any IP that wants to get involved to host virtual properties. So this could be the first step to Ready Player One actually happening. I'm of two minds here. One, yeah, real life sucks, so let's get in the Oasis. Two, I've watched more than enough anime where I know something bad's going to happen to a bunch of people plugged into an online world. Good. Yeah, you ever see The Sentinel? Bruce Willis? No. Is that the one? But so that was surrogates. Surrogates. You're going to be banging a fat dude who's pretending he's a chick, a really hot chick, and then your brain's going to get melted by the murderer. But you're saying I get to bang. You get to bang. <laughs> Everyone gets to fucking there. It's better than what's going on right now. So you know what? Yeah. Blow my eyes out the back of my fucking head. Vin, as long as I get to bust a nut. Then have you ever watched Sword Art Online? Say again? Have you ever watched Sword Art Online? Sword Art Online? Yeah. No. Watch that. I don't know. What is it? It's an anime. It's okay. Okay. I'll give her a peep already. By the way, did you notice when I said what, I did this to my microphone? You gotta listen to the microphone. Yeah. Yeah. Speak up. I'm like when you, go to, when you go to look something up in your car and you turn the music down. Oh, I do do that. Yeah. Or when you get to a parking lot, you're like, okay. Mm-hmm. That's smart. Yeah, you gotta take all the sounds in. You don't want distractions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a the sound is already off and you gotta make a phone call in your car, you reach for the volume and go to turn it off even more. Oh, yeah. All radio sounds. I'm good for that. So anyway, yeah, the Oasis is coming, and I'm totally interested. Uh, release date changes. Yeah. So, Ghostbusters Frozen Empire was supposed to come out March 29th. That's not happening now. It's coming out March 22nd. Woo! One week earlier. And because of this move, uh, literally two hours later, after this move was announced, Godzilla slash Kong uh, Punchy Punchy it's coming out March 29th Woo! because there's an opening there. So, interest in the first one couldn't give a squirt of piss about the second one. Uh, so, Ahsoka uh, season two uh, is officially happening. Yeah, they're in pre-production for that, and Mandalorian and Grogu movie is happening too. That is confirmed. I, Directed by Favreau. My wife had a very adorable moment earlier today uh so i come upstairs from my interview earlier 
and we're just sitting there, uh, just hanging out with the kid. She goes, hold on, is this real? I go, what? She goes, did they announce a, Man- a Mando and Grogu movie? I was like, yeah, that's real. I was like, just like an hour ago they announced it. She's like, she got like visibly excited. And I was like, oh, you're so fangirl right Ashley, now. Ooh, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, you're so fangirl right now. That's adorable. I know she was that into it. They got to change the name. So far, they're calling it The Mandalorian and Go- Grogu. That That's just a horrendous... T- I don't want to see that on a title card. That'll look ugly. Yeah, I'm sure they'll they'll spruce it up. But I'm, I'm happy for this, too. Like, oh, yeah. getting to see those characters on the big screen. Oh, yeah. Um, now, do you think that the way that it's been put together, that transitioning to a movie would be difficult based on the... Shooty shooty, cutie cutie, back and forth. No. No. It's like a movie anyway. It's not. It, it has never felt like a TV show. That's yeah. the only concern I have about it. It's you know, can they make it look enough like a movie that it's different than this, or is it just going to be a two-hour episode of the Mando? Which isn't bad, but it's like, why don't you just do this as a special on TV? What's going to be so amazing about it that it demands being a movie? Right. They'll figure out a way, but that's the only thing I'm I'm wondering about. They're going to grow who's going to get kidnapped at the Nakatomi space station. Oh, boy. And the Mandalorian is going to be visiting his WAF, Ali Gennaro. And this is how you make a good movie. We've already had enough problems with Star Wars related holiday films. <laughs> no. I could think of a different one. Can you though? Mando gets beamed into an alternate reality. They don't beam. There's no we've gone over this movie. <laughs> he gets beamed. No, he gets beamed no. And all of a sudden he's a decorated war veteran who becomes a police officer. But he's a little high-strung, so they have to team him up with a nice, mild-mannered police lieutenant, Grogu Murtaugh. (laughs) And the Mando is upset because his wife died, but he also likes to shoot guns. And the job keeps him going, even though he's got a laser hollow point to blow his brains out. It does kind of time out right. His 50-year-old partner. <laughs> you know? Grogu's like three days from retirement. He's got a giant mustache. Constantly says I'm too old for this shit. Two, three kids. No, four kids. Three daughters. Three. Three. Was it three? Was it? Yeah. Two dollars and a son. You're right. Three, three, three. Yeah, I think that's a win. I think Favreau should do that. Draw it up. I'm here. Brandy Manouche. Justin likes it. I can tell from his forehead. There it is. That's a strong pitch. Uh, the Daredevil series from Netflix is confirmed now to be MCU canon. It's confirmed to be within the sacred timeline. They all are. So, yes. The entire Defenders series. Which Defenders makes me Netflix happy. Series. For three fourths of the characters, yeah, it's a 
They weren't. They weren't all great. Don't hate on Jessica Jones like that. How dare you? Um, Jessica Jones is my fucking bay. Um, what did you think of the Daredevil? Was it a clip? They showed like fighting clips or something. Yeah, he looks. He looks as badass as he ever has. So. Yeah. I, I heard it was mixed reviews online. Some people weren't happy. Well, it's online. It just dropped thirty minutes ago. It's online. No one. No one ever is ever happy, bro. Echo, Echo just dropped thirty minutes ago. All episodes. Oh, just yeah. dropped. I guess I gotta watch it now. Yeah. Right after the show. So. Uh, my last story is online group named Covered Weekly did a poll of the top superhero movies of the year of twenty twenty three. You want me to run down the whole deal? Because you'll be surprised what the top three is. I always love me a good list, bro. Yeah, it's rare that I'm pulling out a list of them. I know, I'm hard. You can't see it, but, like, I'm fucking, woof. No need to bring it to that. Okay. <laughs> Number eight, Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Fuck you. I think that gets it on a technicality because it's a superhero movie. And there's only eight. Fuck you, Shorzy. Number seven, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Apparently, it was better than Shazam. I've heard that. <laughs> well, Momoa's more likable. Yeah, I've heard it was technically better than Shazam. Okay. Mm. Number six, Ant-Man and the Lost Quantumania. Fair. Now, this is where this little twofer is where it starts to get shaky. Number five, Blue Beetle. Given how narrow the field is getting right now, it should definitely sit on top of number four, The Flash. It was a far superior film to The Flash, a much more enjoyable experience. I will I will bump up Blue Beetle and Quantumania to settle The Flash down in the lower where it belongs. I haven't seen Shazam. I find it impossible to think that Shazam was worse than The Flash. It's pretty fucking bad, dude. Yeah, I couldn't get past the first twenty minutes. And oh, you Shazam? and you know how much I like the first Flash. movie. It's uh, yeah. pretty fucking bad. All right, that's number four. Number three, The Marvels. I haven't watched it. That's right. It's actually a pretty decent movie, as far as most people are concerned. Uh, number two, Guardians Volume Three. Why is it not one? Yeah. Across the Spider-Verse. Ooh, okay. There you go. Okay. That makes sense. Right? Okay. Yeah. I actually have faith for once in geekdom, because for the majority, this list made a lot of sense. Like, the high end of it, the top three, maybe even top four, what did I say number four was? No. The top three makes sense. That should not be number four. The Flash was... They, that's just nostalgia. That's just Michael Keaton popping up is the reason people put it at four. Yeah, but... <laughs> And but they dropped the ball with all the other nostalgic beats they have in that thing. I oh yeah, I I have not watched Aquaman. I know how I feel about Shazam. I have watched Flash. I know Shazam is better than Flash. Yeah. So I would definitely I would have started the list. Number eight would have been Flash for me. Flash because, and Shazam should have been way lower. Yeah. I like, I like everything else. The list of eight and Guardians and Spider-Verse. 
Marvels was solid, man. The people have spoken. Okay. Six eights, a seven, and two ones. Blue Beetle was fun. I'm not going to say it's fun. great. Didn't reinvent the wheel, but no. it was nice. Yeah, it was, it was lighthearted enough. It was good enough for Gunn to say, oh, yeah, he's still part of this thing. Yeah, I'm no glad. question asked. I'm glad. He did a really good job as Jaime Reyes. Yeah. That's my news. I uh, I forgot to mention, I watched three episodes of The Boys, Gen B. Fuck you. I don't want to talk to you about it. <laughs> you and your... Yeah, I don't know how you could, you could watch that and be like, that sucked. I don't I don't get it. That was I, fucking... I, don't think it's good, I think the main story... <laughs> I think the ninety percent of fluff outside of when they're actually talking about the main storyline, stupid. It's all connected to the main storyline. Yeah. It all comes back together. All these, to, like, he, I fuck the small girl, dude. She's one of my favorite parts of the whole thing. Yeah. Her her story, the, what she has to go through to use her powers, that's fucking heart wrenching. Yeah. Yeah, they just. I don't know. It, it, it comes down to Vinny. Vinny doesn't like stories about women or like the struggle of women. And they, they just need to be fucking eye candy, and that's it. And <laughs> oh, and and anything having to do so with sexualized the show. It's like obnoxiously like oh, you're I right. Think if they're not showing dick, they're they're saying dick, and they're talking about fucking, or there's fucking. It's just like that's the whole boys. Kill himself, and why did he kill the, the college professor? I don't care. But her hugging's. The f- her hugging that guy's wiener didn't need to be shown. Get get through it. Yeah, it did. And it shows how how shitty her life is. How yeah. everyone and takes then, advantage of her. Then the lady that uh, films her, she goes, "Oh, he he fucks all these girls to compensate for his small dick." What? Said no one ever. No one does that. That's not a real thing. And they just they they have these stupid lines about sex, dick, fucking, and it's just it's obnoxious. I do, however, find the main storyline intriguing, which is why your boy gave it the old college three. Will we watch four? We'll see. I mean, how dare they make a show about college kids that's very sexualized? Don't, no, 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 no. don't they know that college kids abstain from over sexualized it's just like okay yeah why would a bunch of powerful kids in high in college want to fuck well okay so did you ever see Pitch Perfect yeah how much humping was in Pitch Perfect bro there's a decent amount of sexual innuendo throughout that entire thing and it's Actually, a PG-13 Windows. comedy yeah but it's not over-sexualized. It's a PG-13 comedy. This is an R-rated show. Yeah. Right, but because it's R-rated, it doesn't mean it has to be... It doesn't have to be. They chose for it to be. Yeah. They, they... I know. That, that's why I'm saying it's not good. Also, these aren't, just, like... these aren't just normal people. These are super-powered college students. Like... Also, I don't get why the chick with blood as her powers is being promoted so high. It's not like a desirable power. They even say that, but it's not about the power. It's about the publicity that she's gotten from saving a life. Yeah, but like even that, like 
<laughs> yeah, but just give me the deep all day. Shut up. Yeah, I don't know. I just think I don't know. That's dumb. I, I understand the running with it stuff, but like, still, they they could do a million different things, and they I don't know. I can't believe. I don't. Anyway, let's get through this news. Uh, they're eyeing uh, Chad Stahelski to direct Blade now. I definitely wouldn't say no to it, but did that one guy back out? I think he did. There's a name still attached to it. It's perfect choice. Blade 2025. Oh, yeah, Mia Goth is going to be in it. They still have Jan Demange attached to it. That just could be that IMDb didn't update when they lost their... Yeah. I couldn't... Okay, you could you could ask for other characters for him to direct, like Punisher. Sure. It'd be perfect for a Punisher live action. But I really uh, would like to see what he did. would have been cool for Moon Knight. Blade, though. Yeah. Yeah. In the pantheon of characters he'd be perfect to direct. Yeah, it still has Jan Domange in there when you when you do a search. I don't know. He talks about it being a, the project he's got his eye on. So, John Ridley confirms his secret scrapped Marvel TV show was Eternals, but good. The 12 Years a Slave writer finally breaks silence on his scrapped MCU project. Uh, John Ridley was confirmed to be developing a secret Marvel TV project only for it to not come to fruition anyway fans have been curious about the specifics of Ridley's now scrapped project and he just revealed a lot of unexpected details in a recent interview on the comic book club podcast Ridley finally confirmed that his secret Marvel TV project was focused around the Eternals a group of superpowered beings who prevent the universe from being destroyed by cosmic forces as Ridley put it his TV adaptation would have been the good version of the source material, which is ultimately adapted into the 2021 film Eternals by Chloe Zhao. It's not in the works anymore, Ridley revealed. It was a good, it was a television version of the Eternals, but good. My version was the good version. It was so fucking weird. There is my version, a good version, which is good to me, which that doesn't mean anything. There was the version that Marvel ended up doing, which I don't think that version was particularly good. I'll be honest. How many times is he going to say the word good? Yeah, he goes, my version would have... He's a fucking writer. My version started with the first thing you see as a young man, probably around 18 years old. And he's sitting there, he's sitting there for a moment, and then he lifts his hand, he has a drill in it, and he turns the drill on, and he puts the drill to his ear, and he starts pushing it in, and then it goes from there. That's the start, right? That's how it starts, and then I think you see another kid, he sleeps in the bathtub, covers himself with foil. It's just a really weird story about these people who are, I mean, it's just weird. I don't like the way this guy talks. Yeah. He's too Trumpy. Bigly. Dream of not much consciousness. Jason Blum's Blumhouse and James Wan's Atomic Monster have merged to create preeminent home for horror. Uh, The name of the new company... Monster House? Monster House? 
I don't know. Wine Blum. I don't know if they have a, a new name yet. <coughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, two two great things that taste great together. Love James Wan stuff. Love Blumhouse. Good stuff. Moving that's, on. That's kind of unfortunate. Because, like, they've been doing interesting stuff separately. It's kind of almost like it minimizes the market. I mean, to have them do interacting interactions, like work on a movie or two together, that's cool. But for them to create their own studio means all the, put, the stuff they're going to be putting out for a while will be together... And I mean, the two of them are the dominant forces in that genre anyway, so does it really matter? Exactly. It's like it's like a a mass media merger. It literally is, but yeah. There was another casting that I completely forgot until right now. Gerard Butler was cast as the live action version of the character he voiced in How to Train Your Dragon. So he's Hiccup's father. Yeah. Oh, okay. So they're definitely changing the look of these characters. Yeah. Is he a giant redhead? I don't... Maybe? I don't think so. I was picturing that also. But maybe I'm just thinking of the dad from uh, Brave. Yeah, I think that's... Pretty sure they're pretty similar. In the early aughts, EA dropped an unexpected fighting game that dominated the lives of every gamer I knew, including mine and my cousins. This partnership with the hip-hop record label Def Jam spawned three iconic brawling games, but the series has been MIA since 2007. Now, rapper Ice-T has seemingly explained why the Def Jam fighting game franchise hasn't seen a comeback or a remake in nearly 20 years. Uh... The speculation that the series hasn't been brought back due to licensing agreements between publisher and talent seems to be the issue and not the the beef that, you know, people thought was amongst the talent that was used in the game. It's, uh... So, Kyle's one of Kyle's favorite fighting game franchises is just sitting there because the studios don't well, really come to terms with the the talents. Well, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's one of my favorite franchises. I would say one game out of the three specifically is one of my favorite games. So the first Def Jam game, Def Jam Vendetta, was basically you couldn't create a character. There was four different characters you could start off with. And you could basically play the game through four times before, like, you erase each of the characters. Like, kind of like an old Mario game, right? Like, you erase the file. But the idea was, no matter who you picked, the storyline would play through the same way. And the only real choices you had in the game was you got to pick, like, one ally, kind of, and then one girl to be your girl in the game. Of like the of the celebrities through Def Jam, there were not really any other noticeable choices in Def Jam Fight for New York. There were a lot more choices. That's the second game, and that game was way better. It's still one of my favorite fighting games of all time. 
and then they did Def Jam Icon, which is a game that I never actually played through the story mode of because I just played like kind of the arcade mode on it and did not like it at all because they added so many different things to the fighting style that I just, it was not for me anymore. Yeah, I remember liking those first two games. They're pretty solid. Could you yeah. imagine, like, I couldn't think of who they'd have nowadays. I don't know enough modern rappers, so I'd just start throwing in guys that I grew up with and they wouldn't apply nowadays. I mean, like, some of them still would, and some of them, like, could just be unlockable people as the story progresses. Or just like side characters or whatever, but I mean, yeah, I, it just it kind of sucks that they never could get another game to the level of Fight for New York because Fight for New York not not only did it have like a, a in my opinion a really good story, but it all the the number of unlockable characters in that game was just unreal, and then on top of that. If you're a person like me who likes to be invested in a character you create, the ability to create a character, unlock diff- and unlock and purchase different, effectively skins, but it's really just like clothing and accessories, tattoos, jewelry, and then on top of all that, the ability to unlock with kind of like at certain levels of XP, unlock new finishers in the game for your character to use, and you could, like, unlock them and swap them out in between fights. So if you knew you were fighting somebody and this finisher would be more effective, as long as you had, like, basically the XP to purchase it, you could swap out finishers that would be more effective against certain opponents. Like, just... It's it's almost like a dumbed-down strategy, but, like... For my level of investment in video games, it was kind of perfect. Because it made it super customizable without me needing the time investment of spending hundreds of hours in a game. Yeah, but it's unfortunate because I thought that there was going to be an announcement tied to the end of that story. And now I'm just sad. Sorry, bud. 2024 marks the 30th anniversary of my first film, Clerks, which means that it's also the 30th birthday of Jay and Silent Bob, American original ad. Jay Muse and I have been standing next to each other, both professionally and personally, for three decades. So we'll be celebrating all year long with signings at Jay and Silent Bob Stash, Jay and Silent Bob Sexy Sleepover at Smog Castle Cinemas in June, and useless plastic trinkets on the JaySilentBob.com website. But the biggest way Jason Mewes and I will be observing our character's 30th anniversary is by making a new Jay and Silent Bob movie. That's right, 2024 will see us back in the costumes and fake hair uh, fake hair hat for a funny fucking flick about an escalating war in the Central Jersey legal weed business. Get ready to giggle at an Askewniverse movie in which nobody dies this time. I'm virtually finished with the first draft, so expect more news about the flick, including the title, by February. In the meantime, let me just thank you with every fiber of my being for supporting Clerks and Jay and Silent Bob across the many years. You've afforded us ample opportunities to play dress-up and make pretend for a living, even after a quarter of a century. Snooch to the nooch. I'll always take a new Jay and Bob movie. Uh, Legal weed drug war sounds fun. Just the right kind of dumb. Yeah. 
You know what time it is, kids. Oh, boy. I think we weren't asking for. Food news, baby. But that just means the end is coming. That's it. Let's get started. First in food news, a woman is suing Hershey's for $5 million over deceptive Reese's peanut butter cups. She claims she was tricked and misled by images on the packaging, saying that the peanut butter pumpkins not were not cute enough. Kind of hoping you ended with this. Yeah, I was kind of hoping you ended with this story. So yeah. I remember this, and like Kyle said, fuck off. Yeah. Uh, two things. What is her legal counsel saying to her to lead her to believe she wins? Also, I hope she wins. Why do you hope she wins? Cause fuck the man. No, no. See, when when stupid lawsuits like this win, it sets a precedent for all the dumb fucking people out there. Hey, dumb people figure out loopholes. No, 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 I'm sorry. If you're that fucking stupid to think that the neon smiley jack-o'-lantern squiggles that are on the front of the package are actually what the pumpkin looks like, you got a fucking problem. You got a problem, and you, yeah. probably, you probably should not be eating the fucking peanut butter cups. Well... Debatable, but also, also, ipso facto, which we'll call it good for her. If she can, not which we'll call it, if she can win, it'll she'll probably get some bullshit bag of listen, here's a free bag of Reese's. Stop it. She should get nothing for this, but the bills that they have to pay. She should have to pay Reese's legal bills for this. This is a waste of everyone's time. The fact that people will have to get together and hear this as a legal court battle is insulting to us as a people, is a visual and therefore a visceral betrayal of what it means to have law in this country. I think whoever, whichever lawyer took, she sat down in his office, she's like, excuse me, I think we have a case here. I think, I know these are supposed to be cute. Look at the package. Look at what's in my hand. Is that cute? No. Let's sue. And the guy sat there and he's like, Secretary, drop the paperwork. You're going to sue Reese's right now. That's what happened. Uh, we <laughs> know that's what happened. Yeah, there's some technicality in that, you know what? They may have falsely represented what these should look like. You know what? This dumbass lady might have a case. We might be able to get millions out of this because legally, technically, they may have misrepresented what their product looks like. You know what? Let's waste everyone's time and make this dumbass bitch rich. I, uh, if I'm Hershey, if I'm Hershey and she wins the lawsuit, I put out the new special shape as a fucking dick so that she can eat it. Bro. If her lawyer can win this, <laughs> this is Johnny Cochran reincarnated. No, this yeah, is dude. no. The guy's gonna. The guy's gonna be a, the, the lawyer's gonna be a schmuck, and it's only gonna win if she wins. It's only on a fucking technicality. I really hope. I so hope Reese's counsel stands up there and says this. This picture of Chewbacca. <laughs> now you see, Chewbacca, Chewbacca. is a Wookiee. Wookiee from Flag of Sheik. Nope. Why would Chewbacca be living <laughs> on Orlando? 
doesn't make any sense. Therefore, you should dismiss this case. Honestly, the lawyer probably heard this and he goes, that's a good idea. For the, uh, for the pro-Reese's, no, anti-Reese's people. They heard, they, they <laughs> want Chewbacca. All right. Duncan is dropping brownie batter donut coffee creamer in a grocery store near you. Dropping brownie bread. Yeah. Yodels is coming out with a Boston cream flavor. It's frosted cream filled golden cake with a yellowish Boston cream filling. With a chocolate exterior? Yes, with a chocolate exterior. Yeah, I know. I'm interested. Yeah. I'm interested. I'd stick one of those in my mouth. Uh, yodels were always so good. Like, you don't have to change the wheel. But this isn't, like, this isn't an extreme. This is just, this is plussing it a little bit. Like, of course this flavor combination is going to taste good. Yeah. This is no replacement. This is just something to stand next to it for, yeah. like, three months. This isn't, like, flaming hot Cheetos-flavored fucking yodels. Yeah. I, I wish they did this when I was younger and I ate yodels. I want a yodel. I want a, a devil dog. Califia Farms has a chocolate strawberry almond milk creamer for your coffee for you vegans out there. And not to be outdone, Chobani is dropping a cereal flavored oat milk. Which, I'm not going to lie, I'm going to get my hands on this, because I do enjoy oat milk. That's very vague. Cereal flavored. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it looks to be CT Crunch, is the cereal pictured on the... But I'm assuming since there's no official partnership, they can't say cereal or Cinnamon Toast Crunch flavored. But the, okay. uh, the cereal pictured in the giant bowl is squares with squiggly lines on them. They can still use the word sugar and cinnamon, though. Just not in that order. Right. But crunchy, toasty cinnamon? Just cinnamon it, sugar cereal. That's all you really need to let people yeah, know. Yeah, but more than, there's more than one cinnamon sugar cereal, though. But that's the base of the flavor. Just cinnamon sugar. Well, that's, just, that's, I, I when think all said and done, that's what's left cereal, with the milk. Cereal oat milk is fine, as long as it's pictured, the cereal. It's way too vague. They're fucking picture. Like that's it what the pictures like were. Pops. But they it would taste like fruity pebbles. Right, but then they would pops show the picture of the fruit rings. I'm just saying the the visual helps with the title. Reese's is unleashing upon the world this Easter peanut butter mini eggs unwrapped. No more having to deal with the foil. This motherfucker, this bag, all unwrapped mini eggs. Pop them right in your mouth. How quick can you get now, Can you corroborate whether or not they are in fact egg shaped? Because they are egg shaped. The modern painter. They are egg shaped. They are even they, enough? they even look to have a squiggly bar design, uh, about a quarter of the way down from the top, and a quarter from the bottom of the egg. Well, for Reese's sake, it better. Reese's Puffs and Dragon Ball are putting out Dragon Ball Z Reese's Puffs. Because why not? 
Again, where was this when I ate this shit? What's stopping you now? Fucking hating myself. Well, sometimes you gotta hate yourself to become like Goku. I did. I did. I cleaned the house out of all the cookies. They're gone. I got a lot of cookies and I ate them. Okay, I was gonna say in the garbage, but no, no. You you played it smart. This group has a love-hate relationship with Peeps. Some of us love them. Some of us hate them. And, boy howdy, do they have some fucking interesting flavors. So we've talked... I I never loved them. I like them even less after all of these stories you brought up. You don't like Peeps at all? It's it's you? You're the the Peep hater? I'm not a hater. I just, like, I... I'm a I mean, Crystal loved them. So I used to trade Crystal all my peeps at Easter for, like, Reese's pretty much always. Um, peeps are the eggnog of Easter. See, I'm an eggnog. Oh, no, 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 no. Eggnog's way worse. I'll have one, maybe, and be like, okay, I'm done with this so, for at least a year. You guys are not marshmallow eaters, then, right? I love me a marshmallow. Not, but like, it should do you, be with do you snack? Else. Can you, like, take so, a handful of mini marshmallows out of a bag and eat it like a snack? A handful. I, I can. That's, like, that's my go-to. I, I like Peeps. We have talked about the Rice Krispie Treats flavored Peep that is coming. They're dropping the dipped chocolate s'mores Peep. Okay, it's got a chocolate exterior. It's The bottom is, is dipped. The coating is the graham cracker flavor. And the the inside of the peep is the fucking marshmallow. So that actually sounds pretty good, right? Sour Excuse strawberry me. peeps. Mm, I'd try sour something else, not sour strawberry though. And icy blue raspberry. Maybe. Maybe. After trying that fucking cereal, I feel like it. We have to try any icy flavored product. And I don't if, know how that shit is still fresh. I but know. I had a bowl of it the, last time I was at your the, house. The antifreeze that makes your fucking mouth cold. Yeah, there, there's something unnatural in that. Because it's the exact same consistency it yeah. was when I opened it. I know. Every once in a while, I'll stick my hand in there and take a piece out and be like, yeah, it's still making my mouth cold. And why does this taste like we just opened it? Mm-hmm. Three months later. Three? Yeah. Three? Yeah. That was sometime in the summer. Okay. Four or five at this point. That was well. That was before August, Halloween. right? That was August, I think. Uh, probably August. It was. It was well before Halloween, and we're already into a new year. Starburst Favorites Conversation Hearts are already at a uh, retailer near you. These are conversation heart shaped starbursts that have little messages on them. I hate conversation hearts. I love starbursts. This is the go-to now. There is a good version of the conversation hearts. That's impossible. The ones with the raised lettering. There's the ones that are like chalk, that are horrendous, that aren't even technically candy. And there's ones with raised lettering. They're not quite sweet tart sweet, but they're okay. Getting in on the things you loved as a child and now becoming alcoholic craze, Minute Maid is dropping a line of Minute Maid Spiked. Uh, real juice, and alcohol cocktails. Pina colada, lime margarita, and strawberry daiquiri. They come in at a whopping 13.9% ABV. 
That's powerful. It's gonna get you fucked up. I, I'm feeling like it's excessive for a company like this to get directly involved in the alcohol industry. They, you know your product's being used that way anyway, but if they're gonna come in, a 13% alcohol, yeah, doing it correct, they're coming in with the strumpf. Yeah. That deserves at least a fucking handshake. <laughs> Turkey Hill, limited edition for the spring this year, blueberry lemon pound cake. Lemon swirled with blueberries and pound cake pieces. Nah, I don't want to go to Pound Town. Brock's Easter Brunch Jelly Beans. Dropping this Easter season. Flavors include cinnamon roll, chocolate glazed donut, blueberry maple pancake, caramel cold brew, berry smoothie, and mimosa. Okay, I had a real bad feeling like omelet was going to be in there. No, no omelet. Or sausage. No, we're, we're saved. All pretty appetizing flavors, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. And kind of brunchy. All yeah. of them fall under the brunch headline. Mimosa is the, the leader of the brunch flavor, for sure. Mm-hmm. Oreo is teaming up with Betty Crocker. Dropping a line of mixes and frosting. Uh, Oreo brownie mix. Oreo chocolate cake mix, Oreo white cake mix, and Oreo lava cake mix, all to hit a retailer soon. I'm assuming Walmart's probably the go-to for this one. That's usually who gets all the weird Betty Crocker shit. And a cookies and cream Oreo frosting. Oreo lava cake? Yeah, Oreo lava cake. Oh, you think it'd be molten? It looks fucking molten. Fucking molten. It also looks like the molten is not just molten chocolate, but hunks of Oreo. I, I'd like the molten to be the Oreo filling. The exterior is Oreo cookie, and the molten is warm filling. That, that would be fucking sweet. It's a lot of white sauce, bro. All up dripping on your chin. Warm and sticky. Well, you, get, you make a good ratio, you know? You don't just make it... A giant ganache. But uh, that is food news. It was relatively painless. Yeah. I loved it. I love the food. I know. I have no nerd or douche, but I have a what the fuck. I have a serious one. I I have have a nerd and a douche that run into each other. My my what the serious fuck could possibly be my nerd of the week. I don't know how I feel. and it's still this is still rumored. And it comes out of the whole Epstein files thing. Mm. The the Stephen Hawking. Has everyone heard about what, what maybe Stephen Hawking was into? No. This is one of my favorite memes in a while. No verification on whether or not this is accurate. Epstein docs claim Stephen Hawking liked watching undressed midgets solve complex equations on a chalkboard that was set too high. Is that a Babylon B? I don't know where that came from, <laughs> but it sounds like it could be real. 
Oh my gosh. Even if not, it's I don't think there's another way that's real. I don't think so. Maybe you don't know. Was he helping was he walking in through the equation? Was he helping them with it, just watching their torment? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that's probably fake because it didn't say anything about underage girls. Well, it wasn't just underage girls with Epstein. It was just it was human trafficking. Yeah, sure, his thing was underage, but he was all about yeah. just making his friends feel good. Not just his. Well, his specifically was yeah, well, and a lot of people around him. It's been around for centuries. They would well, not centuries. I guess because I don't know what it was. Whatever, but they'd go out to with young children take pictures, whatever, and say, okay, we own you now, you're going to do we're going to tell you to do, and and that's that. And Hawking's a guy's in a fucking wheelchair. For all we know, they threw him in a bed, put a bunch of little girls around, and they go, snap, 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 you creep, we own you now. Go tell them that space is real. Are you saying that all these people that willingly flew to this island to party with him were framed? No, not all of them. I'm sure some people, eventually, you, it's like the Harvey Weinstein thing. Eventually you hear like, don't go in his office. Don't go on his plane. Don't go on his own. Some people were like, what's the, what's the fun? Oh, it was a big deal. I just go over the plane. The thing is, uh, this is what a lot of people say is that it's when you start going over there more than once because that's when it's a problem because now you have mainstream media. They're, uh, they're, they're going around saying now, just cause you're on the list doesn't mean you did anything bad. Doesn't mean that. So with that said, the list is coming out. Doesn't mean anything bad. They're kind of already trying to soften this up. Sure. Cause there's going to be names on there that are going to absolutely fucking shock people, but there's yeah, names well, on there that will not shock people. Uh, that's what I mean. Like, it, probably not. I mean, fucking anyway. My imagination's pretty good. What? If there was a name on the list that could rock your world, or just like, or just like make you very, very sad? Tom Hanks. Yeah, that's okay. one of the first things I thought of. I would say Robin Williams. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me. I would. Just, just They're on the same level as far as purity, I'd say. But I don't find Robin to be as pure as Tom Hanks. I'm not. I'm not well, saying he, I. He I, had a much darker period. Right. That's why I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not saying that he partook in like the really shady shit. But I would not be surprised if his name is on there. I would be. I would be shocked if Tom Hanks's name was on that fucking list. Like it would, it would bother me. It would floor me. But like you know, he probably is though, right? Yeah. More you than know, he more, like, more than likely. He's like a Greek citizen now. Like he fled the country. Well, they had, they they haven't lived here in, a, in a, quite a while. They were in Australia for a long time too. When COVID went down, they yeah. left. Yeah. Interesting. Well, pretty much when the orange one became president, they bounced. Oh, so they actually starts they're like the only people that were like, When he wins, I'm leaving and everyone was like, Yeah, me too and they actually did it and they're like, 
you guys coming? And they're like, <laughs> no, we're not coming. This is the best country on the earth. We're not fucking leaving. All the millionaires took off. Well, they can go over there whenever they want. Exactly. Less about intent and more about the money. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be in New Jersey if I could just hop on a plane, tell people to stop driving their cars, climate change. I have to go on my private jet now. Excuse me. Kyle, I would do that too. Kyle, is there a name for you? Is there a what? Is there, do you have a name? Yeah, Robin Williams was the name that would wreck my world. Uh, like, no one else? Aside from him? Yeah. Um... I mean, I would say Adam Sandler would mess me up pretty good. Uh, Keanu, probably. After Robin Williams, I think Keanu would be the next one to mess me up the most. Mm. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds. That would hurt. He, he seems like a pretty fucking solid guy. Exactly. It would be horrendous. Like he, he's got a dark sense of humor. But you you read it as all in jest. If he really was a fucked up guy doing fucked up wine, uh, Weinstein Epstein things, yeah, that would be soul wrenching. I think if I grew, I think if if I was like a younger person now, Chris Evans would be on that list. Sure. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Even as an adult, I mean. Yeah, he's Captain pretty, America. Yeah. It would make me sad, but I would be shocked if Mel Gibson was on there. No, I would be shocked too because he's a devout Christian. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's one thing to say ignorant shit racially and stuff to like to be a toucher, dude. That's yeah. That's morally repugnant on a different level. But then again, Joel Osteen. Jesus wants me to drive this plane. He wants me to have private jets. <laughs> There's difference. Like Mel actually walks the walk. He's put his money up to try and get his his cult forward, whereas Joel Osteen takes other people's money to make himself more money. Yeah. <coughs> Nerds and douches? Anybody got a nerd? Anybody got a douche? Yeah, so there's like a 13-year-old kid that is the first person to, to definitively beat Tetris ever. Mm. And what? Yeah, like he made it to the, to the kill screen. And it was like, it's a cool thing. And this fucking bitchy television host in in England was like, go outside, kid. What's his country of origin? Uh, he's, he is also from the UK. What's his ethnicity? White. So he's not Eastern? No. Russian? Yeah, you figure it'd be a Russian person that beat Tetris, right? Yeah. Right. I'll say it. I'll say it. What? Korean? No. You fucking racist troglodyte. How is it racist? They're good at that shit. How is it racist? You're you're perpetuating a fucking stereotype. Perpetuating a stereotype isn't racist, friend. I'm pretty sure that's what? the definition of racism. No, it's not. Yes. No, no, because I'm not saying Koreans are like. That's a whole thing. You guys no, are no, no, no. <laughs> even, even, even if it's a positive thing you're saying, it's still the perpetuation of a stereotype. Oh yeah, it is. It's a stereotype. It's, it's not racist. It's still racist. 
Nah. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Racism isn't necessarily negative. It yeah. just has to do with race. No, it's if negative. You say, no. If you say all black guys have big dicks, it's racist. Right. And it's a positive to think. It's when? It's, it's, it's always it's, racist. It, if you're basing something on someone's race, it's racist. doesn't mean it has hatred in there, ra- no right. racial hatred. But you could use ignorance in there because you're just basing everything about a race on one stereotype. Oh my god. <laughs> forever. Like, literally forever. But I was one of the guys, racism was negative. I mean... Stereotype isn't always racist. And- no, a stereotype is race. It is racist. It is, it's based on race. Or even gender. Yeah, but how how is that racist? Just be, just because on? it's just because it's not negative doesn't mean that it's it's not a thing. Yeah. I don't know. I, I always just thought racism was negative. What's making an assumption? Yes, yeah, statistically speaking. But that's Asian not. It's still not okay to say. Good at video games. It's still not. It's still not. It's like good. saying they're good at math. Right. Yeah. Statistically. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, you could say there's a lot of stress put upon being good at math in Asian culture. That's been that's been supported by a lot of people, and there's there is a shitload of people in South Korea who play video games. That's for sure. They have whole cafes filled with people. It's much more positive there than it is here. But it's not fair to say all Asians love playing video games. Yeah. Oh, who said that? Pretty sure you did. You said something no, I, said, I said, easy Korean. They're good at that. There you go. That's racist. Oh, shit. That's a racist police. Uh, something just hit my window. Your mom tested no, it's that not racist. You guys are just overly sensitive. It's fine. No, we're, we're not overly sensitive. We're just, we're helping educate you. All right, does anybody have a douche? I, well, I, the host of that show who called out the kid yeah. and told him to go outside. So fuck that lady, but yay for the kid. Yes. Yeah. Mm. So that, that show? As far as I know, that's a show. Yeah, this storm's getting pretty freaky, man. What do you mean? I'm hearing a lot of it. Yeah, I'm like hearing shit in the background. Matt and Joe sent me a screenshot of like coastal flooding at my work. Like serious coastal flooding at my work already, and her work. That's has, the island. Of course, it's flooded. Her her work has power lines and poles down already. You guys, you guys act like you've never been through weather before. Man, it's weird. What do you mean it's weird? It's a fucking storm. Yeah, it's weird. Wind and rain. What's so fucking weird about it? during Sandy but like I don't when usually when a storm happens I'm not like I'm not like paying attention to an area that's like (laughs) so like 40 miles apart you know (laughs) 
fucking mic. What the fuck did you guys say? It's not me. It's Mike. No, I'm just sending. I'm sending memes. Like they. Okay. They, All right, well, they've downgraded the wind. Did they? Yeah. The so now there's, they're saying it's only 25 <laughs> to 40 mile an hour. Oh, that's good. Yeah. All right. Well, anyways. As always, if you like what you hear, you can like us on facebook.com slash nerdities. Follow us on Twitter at nerdities. Email us at nerdities.gmail.com and check out nerdities.com. While you're there, fuck yourself. Then... Go to nerdities.myspreadshop.com and buy your stupid hoodies that you all asked for that no one has purchased. Because you all cried and cried and cried. And I'll wear the hoodie, I'll wear the hoodie. Not one. Not one. Go to sinfulcreations by justin.com. C I N N F U L creations by justin.com. Order some sweet treats. Got a sexy Valentine's menu that I'm working on. Uh, that'll be dropping soon so that you can all put your Valentine's pre-orders in for your loved ones because do you really love anybody if you didn't get them a sinful creation treat? No, you when don't. When is it? I'm, I'm interested. When is it? I'll, I'll, I'll give a little peek behind the curtain into one of the cookies. It is a chocolate lava cookie. Now, if there's no lava, I will sue you. Uh, you could try. Because you said lava. Well, I no said lava. right now lava, but I'm sure if you took the time to, like, research something on the website. I know you're kind of slow at the take on that one. But you can read in the description that's, like, does not contain actual lava. Lava, you stupid poor. It's not up yet. Call my lawyer. <laughs> you don't have a lawyer. I am your I, lawyer. I have an retainer. Uh, yeah. Live show next week. YouTube. 8.30 Eastern Standard Time. It's my 40th birthday. Come celebrate with me. If there's enough people, maybe I'll put my Venmo up and force you all to give me money. Like Joe's always wanted. Hey, for your birthday, for the episode, Yeah. you pick a movie, my friend. Between now and next week, I will watch it. Nothing stupid, though. <laughs> I, I want I'll you I'll I, give you my honest review I want you to watch The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe Pass, what else? No, 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 <laughs> you, you said it was my birthday wish <laughs> That's what I want No, you should watch it I, I watched that movie with Sadie the other day When she was home sick And you know what? It's on, you know what? She loved it it's on Disney She might only be 14 months old, but she loved it it's on Disney Plus. Disney Plus, sir? Yeah. It's a plus. Okay. Yes. I can do it. And I want I want your full honest review and I can't wait. It'll be my favorite well, you, birthday. You know person. it's gonna be one to three words. Yeah, I know. And then I'm gonna try to draw more out of you and it's gonna be delightful. You're gonna say stinks. I hated it. Or and the live show after that in February, we're bringing back the Nerdies Awards, kids. That's our version of the Oscars, but, like, better and cooler because it's us. And uh, all the famous people we give awards to aren't going to pay attention to the show anyway. But, hey, it's for you guys, right? That's what they say. Like Joe says, pound that like button and tickle the subscribe bell or whatever the fuck. 
uh, on the U on the YouTube channel because lots of content is coming if he'd ever hurry up and edit this shit and film the rest of it. Uh, we have our cooking show debuting this year, Nerd ETs. It's fun. It's a uh, look back at the childhoods of both myself and Michael through the eyes of my oldest child. And we recreate cool snacks that, you know, you can't find anywhere in the current timeline without a time machine, I guess. We have... Yeah, this timeline sucks. Yeah. We have two feature films. The finish... The uh, the final chapter in the, the Joe saga. And Mike's writing a non... weird, trippy... Nerdity's main character's related story. Mm. Oh, and I came up for a plot. I came up for a plot. Came up with a plot for another movie we could do. Uh, might be a better one to do before the story I already have. We'll okay. go over. We'll talk. Yeah. And uh, yeah, give us money, like Joe says. All right. That's a great time for me to say the opinions of the Nerdy's crew are idiotic and poorly said. I would worry next week's be far more insulting. Where'd my voice go? Because of the end of civilization, the Clamp Cable Network now leaves the air. We hope you have enjoyed our programming, but more importantly, we hope you have enjoyed life.